May God's word be spoken. May God's word be heard through him who is the word, Jesus our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. A group of clergy friends of mine were got together and decided to have a support group uh, to have some meaningful sharing together as a foursome. On the very first session, the Presbyterian pastor shared that he had always had a difficulty with lust. He said he just loved to look at women. Never touch, just look, he said. Well, the Methodist pastor said that, if we're going to be honest with each other, he had a terrible problem with gambling. He said he would bet on anything and everything. I bet he's wishing he bet on American Pharaoh last night. <laughs> but who knows? And the Baptist pastor said, if we're going to be honest, I've got to tell you all the truth. I drink a little too much. Now, I don't consider myself an alcoholic, but I do have to enjoy my cocktail every now and then. And if my congregation found out, the First Baptist Church, I'd lose my job. And finally, the Episcopal priest said, well, since we're all being honest, I have to tell you my gravest sin is gossip. <laughs> and he said, I can't wait till this first session finishes. <laughs> One might say that all four of these clergymen from four different denominations could easily identify with Adam and Eve in our first reading today from Genesis. You might even say that three of them had that Adam and Eve feeling after the Episcopal priest shared his sin of gossip. How about you? Have you? Have you ever had that Adam and Eve feeling? Have you ever been caught with your hand in the cookie jar? Totally exposed, totally compromised. You're caught. You know you've been caught. There's nowhere to go. Nowhere to turn. Not a hole deep enough to crawl into. So afraid that you have to hide from those who love you. That you have to avoid them. Evade them. Make excuses. And maybe even blame someone else. Like Adam and Eve did. Have you ever had that Adam and Eve feeling? I've been there a number of times. In a number of different situations in my 66 years, as I'm sure of each of you, to varying degrees. It could be as simple as literally your hand in the cookie jar, and that has happened to me a couple times, I have to admit, as an adult as well as a child. Or something as simple as a white lie. Or doing something we shouldn't have been doing, and we find out, or they find out that we were doing it. Or as complicated as marital unfaithfulness or physical or violent abuse against another. Have you ever had that Adam and Eve feeling? Like Adam and Eve, when we do sin and we get caught, all too often our response is the same as their response, as we hear in that reading today from Genesis. We're told the Lord God was walking in the garden in the cool of the evening. There's a breeze blowing. We're told the man and the woman had hid themselves. And the Lord God called out and said, Where are you? Where are you? The man said, I heard your sound, and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid myself. 
And the Lord God said, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I told you not to eat? The man said, the woman made me do it. It's her fault. It wasn't mine. And the woman said, no, it's a serpent's fault. He made me do it. It's not my fault. And the story continues today, doesn't it, my friends? It's not my fault. Bruce made me do it. Paula tricked me into it. It's Debbie's fault, not mine. It wasn't my fault. Have you ever had that Adam and Eve feeling? The author of Psalm 130 certainly had had the Adam and Eve feeling. In today's psalm, we hear an appeal from one who is in the depths of despair. And he knows that he deserves to be there as he writes his Psalm 130 for us. He is conscious of his own sin, and he is in desperate need of forgiveness. The need is universal, for all of us have sinned. But the author of Psalm 130 moves beyond the Adam and Eve feeling when he proclaims there is forgiveness with God. In his word there is hope, and in him there is mercy. The psalmist expresses a trust in God's forgiveness and his unfailing care. In the midst of his own sin and his own despair, he discovers God's forgiveness, as illustrated by these words from the psalm. With the Lord there is mercy. With the Lord there is plenteous redemption. Have you? Have you ever had that Adam and Eve feeling? The tree is still there, and the fruit still looks mighty good. And we still blame others when we get caught. And we still feel naked, and we still hide internally, and sometimes even externally. The guilt is still there as well, and the sin is still just as painful. And it still separates us from God's love and keeps us from truly loving our neighbors and truly loving ourselves. Adam and Eve were kicked out of the garden for their sin. But in the very last verse of this chapter, we are given a sense of hope, a sense of encouragement. For we're told the Lord God made garments for both of them. And then he dressed them in those garments. He provided for them, even in their exit. We also have hope, you and me. Our hope comes through Jesus Christ. For through Christ, God has invited us back into the garden. He's invited us back into the kingdom. And with this invitation comes unconditional love and unconditional forgiveness. And the promise that we will never, ever have to feel naked, fearful, exposed, or afraid ever again. Nor will we have to hide from one another. Nor will we have to blame someone else for our sin. She made me do it. He tricked me into it. Jesus died on a cross for our sin and the sins of the whole world which is why that cross is right there 
in front of those mountains, in front of that window, on top of that altar. A continual reminder to each of us that he died for all of us. And when we have that Adam and Eve feeling, we need only to take our sin to that cross, to take it to Jesus in prayer. And he will remove the pain, the fear, and the nakedness. Regardless of whether we've broken one of the Ten Commandments or merely told a white lie. Whether we committed adultery ten years ago or ten hours ago. Whether we killed someone with a gun or assassinated them with our tongue. <coughs> whether our temper caused an explosion or our pride kept it at bay. Whether our gossip harmed our neighbor or our greed and our jealousy offended them. God's forgiveness and God's love are available for each of us through Jesus Christ. And when we have that Adam and Eve feeling, when we sin, we need only to take our brokenness, our pain, and our sin to Christ. To receive a clean slate and to be restored once again to the kingdom. It doesn't matter what the fruit is or how much of that fruit we have taken. The forgiveness, the wholeness, the peace, and the new life are there for the asking for each of us. So might we share this good news, the good news of God's love and God's forgiveness with others, so that when they have that Adam and Eve feeling, they might not have to feel naked, alone, or afraid. Instead, might they experience Christ's love and Christ's forgiveness, his peace and his wholeness through each of you and through me. In his name I pray, amen.